brother. Guys, I just got back from a week long trip to Disney World and as you might expect, it was a total blast. But what really set this trip apart from any other trip I've ever had to Disney was that it was the first time I was able to bring all three of my kids, Luke, Nick, and Nate down with us. And let me just tell you, if you've never had the opportunity to go to Disney World with three kids who are five and under, well, there are um a lot of ups and downs, a lot of emotions going around, a lot of hot weather and kids who do not want to be pushed around in strollers all day, but instead held, held all day. You ever lug around three 30 pound heat packs all day in 80 degree heat? It's a, uh, it's a decision, but honestly still worth it. Just the look of pure joy on their faces on the rides or meeting the characters or seeing the aquarium totally magical memories. One of my favorite parts of the trip though came on the last day as we were getting ready to leave. Beth, my wife, was gonna take our twin sons, Nick and Nate, back to the hotel, and I asked our oldest son, Luke, if there was anything else he wanted to do before we left, just me and him. And he surprised me by saying what he wanted to do was go meet Ariel, which fine by me, so we did. And then also the carousel and the teacups, and it's a small world. Honestly, probably one of the best afternoons of my entire life. But what really seemed to stick with Luke was meeting Ariel, because since then we've been on a total Little Mermaid kick. We have been drawing pictures, we have got a bubble wand, we have been making stories. Heck, at some point we might even get around to actually watching the movie. But it's been a lot of fun because I have to admit, out of the entire Disney lineup, Little Mermaid is not a movie I've spent a ton of time with. But in doing so, I've started to realize that Ariel shares a shocking resemblance to another Disney character. Red hair, Disney princess, rebellious against their fathers. You must be thinking about Merida, right? <laughs> No, I mean, that's a perfectly reasonable guess. There's not no similarities, but that's not where this video is going. Maybe you think Elsa, beautiful singing voice, Disney royalty, or Jasmine, another Disney princess who longs for a life before the one set before her. But no, while there are some similarities in that direction, the one character I think Ariel shares the most similarities with across the entire Disney universe is none other than Wally. Yeah, that's right. Ariel is Wally. I could not believe the number of similarities we found between these two. Let's go. Hey, and guys, before we continue on with the video, we need to give a huge Oh, wow. Is this, is this a dream? A voice. I've always wanted my own dream sequence, and what, what's that smell? Oh, ooh. Ooh, is that lavender? It is lavender. This must be the brand new royal candle from Carlin Brothers Coffee, fast asleep. Mm, now all the lighting in the dream sequence makes sense. It's because this candle is specially designed to give you the sweetest of dreams, which is really just so appropriate because not only am I having such a lovely time in this dream, but this is only the current candle in a long line of royal candles coming out this year from Carlin Brothers Coffee. Because if you haven't heard, each month in 2023, we are launching a brand new surprise royal candle just like this one, inspired by all of our favorite princesses, each month you'll have the chance to guess which princess comes next if you sign up for our Royal Candle subscription at carlinbrotherscoffee.com. Which if you do, you get 25% off all of your candles for the rest of the year. Plus, you have amazing scents filling your home. And not only is the scent and princess a surprise each month, but also after you burn down each candle, there's a secret surprise charm to collect inside of each one at the bottom. So head on over to carlinbrotherscoffee.com, sign up for the Royal Candle Club. I guarantee you it'll be a dream come true. Or if you just want this lavender scented fast asleep candle, then that's available for single purchase as well too. You don't
don't have to do the whole subscription thing. But if you do, you get a brand new candle every month and it's 25% off. So you should probably do that one instead. One more time, carlinbrotherscoffee.com, Royal Candle Club. Enjoy the smells. I mean, do I even have to explain to you why these two were so similar? Wally is an inorganic, disgusting, trash-covered robot from an apocalyptic future. While Ariel is a royal singing mermaid who lives in an underwater utopia. I mean, it's like looking through a telescope backwards. The parallels are clear as day. Wally. Okay, well, maybe as clear as a day in a dust storm on Trash Planet, or as some people like to call it, Earth. But seriously, last night in my house was movie night and we fired up Wally. and as we're watching after so much Little Mermaid recently, I could not help but notice the crazy similarities between Ariel and Wally. I mean, they are truly kindred spirits despite being so very, very different. Right out of the gate though, the obvious main thing they share is an absolute fascination with human objects. Ariel has an entire grotto filled with her collected human treasures and all Wally does all day every day is mine mankind's leftovers for what I'm gonna call neat stuff. Get it? Like, look at this stuff. Is it? Yeah, you get it. But boy, does Wally have an eye for finding neat stuff. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I lost as a kid playing with a ring box just like this one. Actually, on the note of having an eye for it, he also does have a collection of eyes. And while admittedly and thankfully, Ariel does not have a collection of eyes, there is some weird overlap and confusion about the exact same object. Neither of them can really identify a fork. What is it? It's a dingle hopper. And hey, while we've got Scuttle here, we should also mention that Ariel and Wally both have animal sidekicks they decide to leave behind at the drop of a hat in favor of pursuing a few days long crush. Also, also, as far as I can tell, both Wally and Ariel only own a single article of clothing and it is the same article of clothing, a bra. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming, did ya? Yeah, well, neither did Wally. Cause he's wearing it wrong. <laughs> Nailed it. No, I'll admit that one's a bit of a reach. I mean, Wally barely even ever wears his. Really progressive in that way. But it's not just Wally and Ariel's general fascination with humans. It's also their zeroed in obsession on a single other being. For Ariel, it's Prince Eric. And for Wally, it's Eve. Both of whom I will point out arrive to the story on a ship from another world. And in both cases, it is absolutely love at first sight. Not that one. One playing the snarf play. Or actually, I guess in Wally's case, it's love at first gun sight. Wally and Ariel also both serve as rescuers to their love interest after trouble strikes. Ariel rescues Eric from drowning while Wally, well, I guess Eve's never actually really in trouble, but from his point of view, she is and he he rises to the occasion. Heck, you guys, they even both have stunningly realistic statues of their love interest. Props to Wally for actually constructing his, by the way, and not by fortunately finding it off a ship carrying the person it was resembling. But like, do you see what I mean? Do you see how they're the same? They even both shared the same obstacle when trying to court their prospective love interest, which is that they can't talk. Now to be fair, Ariel gives up her voice, whereas Wally never really had one to begin with, but the end result is the same. It all comes down to, um, how does Ursula put it? Don't underestimate the importance of a body language. And we all know how my boy Wally is working that body language. Actually, I really have to give it to Wally here. He gets a lot done only being able to say two words to Eve, especially when you consider that those two words are their names. Eva. Ariel, on the other hand, I guess just forgets she knows how to write. Like we see her sign the contract right here. 
in English. She absolutely knows how to write. Like, why, why doesn't she just ask Eric for a pen? Whatever, not important. What is important is the conditions under which Ariel gives up her voice, which is that so she can remain human for three days to get a kiss from Eric or else she'll have to be turned back into a mermaid. She leaves her entire world behind based on this dream to live amongst the humans and be with the person she loves. Wally, really not much different. Lest we forget, his mission is to save the planet Earth, a mission he leaves behind a mere 700 years in after one girl shows up? Pfft. Priorities much, man? I mean, I guess to be fair, he has done a good enough job that plant life has returned. So, I mean, bravo, Wallace, 700 years well spent. I guess you deserve a break. Ariel, on the other hand, ends up endangering like the entire planet over the course of like three days. So, you know, time much less well spent. Actually, come to think of it, I don't think she grows a single plant in that time. But the point is, they share a similar level of passion and are literally willing to risk it all in the name of getting a single kiss from the person they love, or robot, whatever. Actually, on that note, I think Wally even would have just settled for like holding hands, but you know what they say, shoot for the moon and land in a wild romance on an intergalactic star cruiser. I mean, he quite literally blows right past the moon. While out in deep space though, we get another pair of scenes that are very similar for Wally and Ariel. Wally and Eve share this awesome fire extinguisher dance in the middle of space. While out in deep space though, we get another pair of scenes that are very similar to each other. Eve and Wally have this amazing dance through space while Eric and Ariel have this amazing boat ride to the sweet and salty tune of Kiss the Girl. Sweet because it's cute, salty because it's the ocean, you get it. Now to be fair, Wally actually does get a kiss, or as I like to call it, love zap from Eve to kick this scene off. But on the whole, it's also what everyone's really hoping for between Eric and Ariel, and was probably gonna happen by the end of the song if we didn't get flipped over here, which is like such a mess. I mean, like the whole plot of the movie could have been resolved right there. The interesting thing though, is that in both movies, this scene establishes the progress both relationships are making. Eve is slowly starting to see Wally for how great he truly is. And while it's been slow going, Eric and Ariel get a lot closer too. He even learns her name. Ariel? More importantly though, is the emphasis of the kiss and what it means for both relationships. We know it's the prime condition for Ursula's spell to work for Ariel and allow her to continue life on land. And for Wally, who heroically ends up saving mankind after successfully cleaning the planet for 700 years, well enough the plant life to reemerge and is ultimately wiped with short-term memory and reverts to his prime directive of cleaning the planet, Eve is of course devastated and trying everything she can to bring his old self back in a truly sad and tear-jerking scene. Eventually, she has all but given up, bows her head to defeat, resigned to a final kiss, and of course, it does it. Ah, true loves love zap. What's so interesting to me though about both stories is how each of them really set off with what feels like misguided motivations. Like Ariel gives no second thoughts to what Ursula might actually be going after. And Wally spends most of the movie with no concern at all about returning the plant to the control room. He just wants to spend time with Eve. And yet in the end, both characters pursuit of love ends up bringing people together in a huge way. Ariel and Eric do end up married, and you can see that their wedding is the catalyst for humans and people coexisting more peacefully and harmoniously. Which is a huge step from the beginning of the movie where Triton forbids Ariel to go to the surface at all. He even reprimands her for it. And I am never, never to hear of you going to the surface again. Is that clear? A word that I have to say I'm just really proud of for getting its spotlight in this film. Reprimand. Little does Ariel know the catalyst for the second movie is her reprimanding her own daughter. 
So. Wally and Eve are the same. Wally eventually puts Eve's goals ahead of his own and ends up saving all of humanity. And in doing so, helps the people of the Axiom return to Earth and actually spend FaceTime with each other. Not FaceTime like on your phone when you say like you want to FaceTime and you see their other face like through a screen. I mean like face to face to FaceTime, which is like a huge deal. I mean, if you're ever embarrassed about your screen time report at the end of every week, just remember that the people on the Axiom screen time report would be like 20 hours a day plus four hours of sleep since they were born. These for by and large, your very best friend. Like Mary in the movie is a full grown adult who's lived on the ship her whole life, doesn't know they have a pool. I didn't know we had a pool. But there you go, guys, it's undeniable. Wally and Ariel are basically the exact same character, both out to prove that love conquers all. But guys, as always, thank you so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Disney Pixar action from us. If you want to see who we think 22 becomes in the movie Soul, you can check out that video right here. But otherwise, until next time, Ben, I will see you in another life, brother.